This is 5 Minute Friday, episode number 188, The Data Science Gap. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And today we've got a very exciting topic to cover off, a very intriguing topic, which is called the data science gap. This is a term that we came up with at Super Data Science for a phenomenon which we're observing in the data science marketplace. So what is this all about? Well, if you look at the data science job market, then you will find that on one hand, you've got a booming requirement for jobs. The number of jobs is constantly increasing. There's a huge demand for data science skills for machine learning experts, for artificial intelligence experts, for uh, data scientists across the board to join companies and drive their operations and their um, just businesses in general with data, with the power of data. And that, that is a great um, representation of the fact that the number of the amount of data is growing exponentially in the world and businesses due to competitive pressure are more and more looking into leveraging their own data leveraging this asset that they have that they haven't been looking at that they haven't been seeing that they haven't been leveraging haven't been utilizing they're now they're looking at leveraging it to further to like to get that extra efficiency to get that extra margin to get that extra competitive edge to uh, service their customers better and so on so that's on the side of demand it definitely is there on the other hand in terms of supply what's going on there well you know a couple of years ago it wasn't there data science was so new businesses wanted data scientists but the data scientists weren't there but now what we're seeing is that there's lots of data scientists flooding the market there's uh, people who've taken education in the space, who now even have experience, they're posting their profiles, they're posting their, um, you know, like applying for these jobs. So the supply is also there. But at the same time, data science jobs are still the hard, very hard to fill. So even though there's a supply, demand, there's supply, uh, it's a very booming topic, very, um, you would expect that these jobs would get filled very quickly. On the other hand, on, in reality, data science jobs are actually open for 45 days on average in the US, which is five days longer than the national average of 40 days. So normally jobs are only open for about 40 days on average. In the space of data science, it's 45 days. And why is this happening? Why is it so hard to fill these data science jobs, even though there's supply and there's demand? Or demand and supply the and this phenomenon is what we are calling the data science gap and this gap actually comes from you know from a now from a number of reasons from you know the uh, the fact that on one hand the de- the supply that we have for data science uh, people are uh, who are applying for these jobs who are submitting their resumes aren't necessarily skilled enough, experienced enough in the space of data science to fill those jobs. But on the other hand, what we're seeing is actually most of the reason for this gap is actually coming from from the demand side, from the fact that recruiters and HR managers are not yet used to this whole new topic of data science. They're, they're not very familiar with this playing field and they uh, when they come up with these job descriptions, sometimes they're using templates from other areas, other kind of like similar areas, which don't really work for data science. For instance, a, a job description which requires eight years of experience in data science is quite absurd, given that the field has 
barely been around for that long, not even that long. And how can somebody have 10, 8 or 10 or 15 years of experience in data science if the field hasn't been around long enough for that to happen? So examples like that or when you see a job description where somebody is required to have Python and R and Java and um, MATLAB and all these different skills and all these different industry uh, knowledge and experience, all these different industry knowledge and experience, again, some, some of these job descriptions are just very forced and looking for ex like extremely rare qualities in candidates or essentially that's where the term unicorns, you know, data science unicorns comes from that some of these job descriptions are looking for people which cannot physically exist because the requirements are so stringent. And so where that all comes from is the fact that the field is so young, the field is so, you know, even while yet it's so powerful, it is so young that recruiters and HR managers just don't know how to describe what exactly they need. They cannot, it's really hard for them to uh, come up with the uh, description or, or like overview of what exactly are they looking for. They, in many cases, don't even understand the field well enough to understand who they are looking for. And so that is the data science gap. And um, like one of our missions at Super Data Science is to bridge that gap, to help on one hand organizations create better job descriptions and understand better who exactly do they need. They don't really need a unicorn. They maybe need three uh, three of these types of data science scientists, or maybe they need a, a one data scientist with this experience or this knowledge and two of or and maybe four of these data scientists and how to build that team and things like that. And on the other hand, we want to help you, our listeners, our students, our, you know, people who we want to ultimately take care of, we want to help you bridge that gap on, on your side to better, um, you know, show companies that you are the right fit for their role. And so today we're going to go through six tips that we've come up with that will help you bridge the gap from your side. All right, here we go. So let's dive straight into them. Tip number one is understand the field. So try to really get the domain knowledge of the company that you are applying for for the business or for maybe you're not applying for a specific company you might be interested in a certain industry it might be healthcare or it might be uh, logistics or transportation or um, it might be mining it might be um, finance or banking so understand the specifics of that industry and this is what we call domain knowledge understand the potential problems challenges types of customers partners uh, resources, logistics, assets, uh, liabilities, all these different things that go into a business operations and how businesses work in that space and understand the field really, really well. Understand what are the competitors of the companies that you're interested in? How are they doing business? What's the differences? And once uh, you have the this knowledge, you know, I, ideally even maybe do some projects, practical assignments or uh, get some practical hands-on experience through case studies, for instance. Um, for example, at Super Data Science, in in the platform, we actually have case studies which we run. Or in some of our courses, we have case studies where we talk about industry-specific case studies to help you not only understand the algorithms and techniques that you can use, but also get some of that hands-on domain knowledge um, and you know get the practical skills in that space. So that's number one. And once because once you have that, all of a sudden you are much more um, lucrative or much more um, interesting candidate for the recruiters and HR managers because you already know their fields. You've already demonstrated the interest and capacity to 
to understand their field. Number two, take a course. So, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are that you've already taken one or even several of our courses. Keep that education going. Keep learning. Keep looking. And because um, the data science field moves very quickly, you want to be on top of things. And uh, at Super Data Science, for instance, we're releasing courses as these technologies come out. Like, for example, in February this year, a new artificial intelligence technology came out, Augmented Random Search or ARS. By, I think it was March or April, we already released a course on ARS because we want you to be on the cutting edge of technology. We want you to uh, be, you know, like knowledgeable about all of these things that are happening because who who's going to ultimately get hired? The people who stand out and the people who stand out are, for instance, those people who are always learning the very new things, the most advanced techniques that are going to help businesses. Ultimately, you don't have to be implementing them right away in a business, but even knowing them shows that you are a person who's interested, who's vested into this field. In that ocean of supply of data scientists that have flooded the market in the recent year, which isn't bad, which is which is a great thing, but you want to stand out. And one of the ways to stand out is to know the most recent skill, recent tools, or deepen your knowledge in the tools that you're really passionate about, that you really want to be using. Um, number three, get a mentor. Uh, I cannot stress enough how much of a difference in my life mentors have made. I've had mentors in uh, the space of data science, in the space of business, and uh, in uh, my for my personal life. I've had mentors for um, understanding how to bring efficiency and optimize the way I structure my day and things like that. So in, it's a, extremely important to have a mentor um, who will guide you in some of these career choices or challenge you on some of these things that you are, you might be, you know, you might be delving into a certain field or a certain industry or a certain uh, topic and they might challenge you, why are you doing that? Is this the most efficient way to go about your career? What else can you do? They might open up doors for you. They might open up your eyes on certain things. So extremely, extremely important. Find somebody. And we had a podcast. We had a five-minute Friday uh, episode on the importance of mentors. So I shared some tips. I think I shared like a four or five-step process on how to find a mentor and develop that mentor-mentee relationship. So check that out. Uh, we'll include the link uh, to that episode in the show notes. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll actually look it up right now. So check that out because you definitely need a mentor, somebody who will guide you. It doesn't matter where you are. It was episode number 150. It's called Have a Mentor. Um, so check that out because, once again, a mentor will be helpful and will transform your life in ways that you cannot even imagine right now. Um, number four, read the news. So I'm a personal, like my personal belief is don't, don't read the news. It's <laughs> very controversial. Don't read all of the news. Don't like, I don't check the news. I don't watch TV. I don't, um, you know, like I don't check any kind of, um, just like news outlets and, and things like that, because I don't want to, uh, I want to filter what I get. Uh, what information I get, but check relevant news. And for instance, a great blog to follow, there's a couple of them, but uh, a great blog that I read uh, at least once a week, or I try to read once a week, and it actually gets delivered to my inbox. It's called The Abundance Insider by Peter Diamandis. So if you go to, I think it's abundanceinsider.com, or if you Google Abundance Insider, you can subscribe to that. It's absolutely free. And once a week, you will get news on all the technological updates, you know, like a very 
distilled um, newsletter or like email with all of the top 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 things it takes you like takes me less than 10 minutes to read through maybe five or seven minutes and you know click the links that I'm interested in so something like that find something like that where you will get your um, information but don't let it be information as Tony Robbins says don't let it be information that you know like clickbait information has been forced on you or that's been kind of like marketed to make it information that is actually that you do that you've selected by choice so make a conscious selection of what you're going to be reading and why and what it's going to be about how it's going to help your career number five apply to the right company so make sure that you um when you're like a lot of the time people make this mistake they're applying to companies that just they're open positions that apply to everything uh or you know there's a cool company and they just want to apply to that right away like you need to understand how is that going to how is that position actually going to enhance your career and what's what is it going to do for you so it's not like especially like when you go to an interview it's not about just them understanding if you're the right candidate for them it's also about you understanding if they're the right company for you so this is at the end of the day this is your time that you're investing this is the most valuable resource that you have the the most valuable commodity that we all have something that we cannot restore you're investing your time into them or you will be investing your time into them when you're working with them so you want to make sure it's the right choice so make sure you like less is more right rather than applying to 100 positions pick the two or three that really matter to you that you really believe in and you can relate to their missions and visions and values and do your research on those and really prove to them that you care and that you want to work there and that's that's the way to get get a really great uh, role in a company in data science doing data science uh, number six network so this is probably by far the most important tip so uh, you probably have heard the statistic we've mentioned or I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that about 70% of jobs are filled behind the scenes like 70% of the jobs that are filled are never ever advertised there's never a job uh, you know position posted online that you can apply to none of that you know, all you see all these jobs that you see there's like 30% of the job positions the reality is that most of the jobs are filled behind the scenes through connections through somebody knowing somebody somebody recommending somebody somebody referring somebody uh, internally they are posted the job description things like that so that is where you need to be you need to network you need to connect with people you need to talk to them and be in the middle of that because that's how jobs will come to you and for instance if you've been listening to the podcast at the very end i always ask our guests are you is it okay like how can our listeners connect with you and they share a couple of ways twitter facebook and so on i always ask them is it okay to connect on linkedin if they don't actually mention it themselves and so a good starting point is connect with all our guests on linkedin and maybe message the ones that you're actually you were interested in their podcast and you really listen to it and you want to learn more or you you have you want to have something to say that's a great way to establish these connections and build these networks and uh, you know, there's other ways, of course, you know, go to meetups, go to conferences, go to events, go to, uh, you know, network with uh, colleagues or go to um, meet like places where data scientists gather or hackathons or things like that. And really, really network and get in that space. And for instance, next week, you'll hear from our guest, Randy Lau, uh, who built a huge successful career in data science within a year, within one year, he built a career and uh, through networking, he has... Um, 
gotten two jobs just over the past uh, year. He's gotten two. He's gotten multiple job offers, but now he's got two jobs that he's uh, working in in data science just through networking, just through building uh, a uh, like connections in the space of data science. And mostly this was done through LinkedIn. So look out for that podcast. That will be next week and you'll learn exactly the steps that you need to take, exactly the steps that he took to build a career in one year. So that is probably by far the most important step that you can take, number six, to network. So there we go. That's the data science gap. And that's what you can do about filling it in from your side and uh, standing out from the crowd. So don't worry, the bottom line is like the demand for data science is definitely there. You just need to do everything you can to stand out from the crowd and be the, the data scientist that everybody else wants, the companies want. And we'll do our part on helping educate businesses on how to better write those job descriptions and how to better find you. And hopefully together we can all bridge this data science gap so everybody's happy in the end. On that note, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I look forward to seeing you back here next time. And until then, happy analyzing.